BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services in partnership with OCR Bunny and OCR Strong. Here we discuss all things OCR and fitness related. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, Mike with BeastNet here and on this episode I got with me Brittany. Um, Brittany, let everyone know who you are. Uh, my name is Brittany West. Um, I am known in the OCR community also as Warrior Hobbit or War Paint Chick. And to some North Carolinians, I don't get it. The Dragon Lady, I, I don't really know where that came from, but it became a thing last year. So there was that. Right on. Well, so let us know a little bit about your journey. I know you're, you, you do race with more heart than scars, and we love more heart than scars. Um, like I've told a few people, I've been, I have a more heart than hearts, hearts, yeah, more hearts than scars jersey. I wear it when I uh, race either, I wear either wear the beast net or the more heart than scars. And even our beast net has the more heart than scars logo on it. And I get nice. so many comments about it, but I have not been fortunate enough to race with more heart than scars because I spend most of my time on the West Coast. I gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, hopefully we'll like get our way or some of us will get out to the West Coast. You know, it might not be the whole team. But sometimes all you need is one. Yeah. So sometimes I like we, to think we, of that. We've been hoping to get a few because I mean we have a few you know adaptive athletes over here. I mean we have Casey and and those those guys that um I think would be fun to and I, I hang out with Casey and do, seen him a few times out here. I don't know if you've ever seen Casey. Um, no legs. Like okay, which oh, okay for a sec because I was thinking of one like Brian. No, no I haven't. I, I, I'm. He's Might have mainly, seen him in photos. Probably. He's mainly on this side. Um, he's over, he lives in Oregon and he he's done a, I've met him a couple of times. In fact, he was one of the first people, adaptive athletes I met. And it was so funny. I was telling him the story that I was doing a, a Spartan when I was bigger before I lost the weight and uh, I wanted to quit. I'm like, I'm done. And then I came yeah. around the corner and there's Casey with no legs, just bloop, bloop, bloop. Going and that's on. all you need. And I'm like, well, okay, I guess if he's not going to use an excuse, I guess I can't. Well, exactly. You know, so he's a huge inspiration. That's what I love about the adaptive athletes is they don't let, you know, mm-hmm. something like that stop them. They're like, yep, an obstacle got thrown in my way and I'm going to keep going anyway, you know? Exactly. That's, that's what's amazing. So I've been, my obstacle was my weight. Uh, and luckily I dropped a bunch of that. I've gained some back, but most of it, hopefully in muscle, but some of it, yeah. in, like, you know, need to make the picks that problem, but you know, <laughs> it's work. It's, it's always hard. I, I, I go back and forth too. Um, I actually want to get out to, um, Washington. It's up by Oregon. There's a Spartan race weekend is on mm-hmm. my huge dream list. And it's, I think it's right. back to weekend. It's, it starts with the S coma. I don't know. Oh, it's on the list. Snowman. It's actually on my 2024 list because 2024, I'm actually trifecta chasing 13 trifectas. So it is on this my- year just to test it because this will <laughs> actually probably be, I mean, some people know most of the listeners know this will, if everything goes the way that, you know, my wife really wants. And I mean, I do too. Um, we won't be in Washington by this time. Okay. Year, so we went out. Um, yeah, I'm not too sad about it. We went out. So her, her hope is Texas. So if we, if we end up there, Ooh, then I have a Marine brother in Texas. Yeah. Well, it's my well, husband's yeah. Marine brother, but brother-in-law. Oh, yeah. Marine. Yeah. I, I actually raced uh, my first uh, solo uh, Spartan beast last year in Texas, Trigret Ranch. Um, unless you're running for time you or you're doing the ultra, I don't recommend Trigret Ranch. Sorry, Spartan. I love you, but no. Oh, what was so long about Trigret Ranch? Like what five seven miles of nothing? Yes, I know. I, I did the ultra there. So and, and oh, so uh, you were there. 
Yes, I was there. I did the ultra. It, it was, was boring. It was. It was. Let's talk those water stations. What water stations? Exactly. There was no stinger gummies. And then we had pickle juice like, what, half a mile from the finish line? Yeah, that was the weirdest spot for, uh, uh, I'm like, really? I mean, you get pickle juice. And I mean, for me doing the ultra, I'm like, okay, I got the pickle juice like halfway through. But then I'm like, when I ran across it again, I'm like, I'm about to finish. Why do I need it? I mean, I drank it. I needed it. I mean, it's pickle juice. We all love pickle juice. But I mean, it was just one of those. It's like, why wouldn't this have been way earlier? Yeah. I mean, we might be jumping ahead of my story. But when I did uh, The Beast in, uh, in Triggerit Ranch, I was very much out of my element. Um, I'm native to humidity. I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. So humidity, I, you know, that was my breast milk growing up, I suppose, humidity. So when people go, oh, North Carolina, they feel so humid. I'm like, what? No, it's not. Humidity to me is 120 degrees, you know, with pure humidity. So going into Trugert Ranch, it's just dry heat. Mm-hmm. And I, I left my pickle juice shots at, at, the, at his brother's house, my PB&J. I left everything. So I was cramping. I ain't never cramped on course. And I was cramping so fast. And Helix actually is one of my, my favorite obstacles because it's all upper body. And I actually mm-hmm. I'll have one. I'll even dance on it. And bam, I felt like twice on Helix. Because wow. I was just rampant. It was like the worst price ever. It, <laughs> it was very interesting because when I did it, it was my first ultra, you know, um, and it was fine. But it was one of those I had a I had a broken rib before I even started. So, Why didn't you find us? We would help. I mean, it might not be on the ultra, but we were like, you got this. So I went, I, in, I went for it with the broken rib anyway, but I finished it. But it was one awesome. of those that, you know. It was, it was very flat, very dry, but the ultra, we had a lot of hills because there's that five mile loop that we got to do that nobody we, else did. That was I saw crazy that. hills. Yeah, know? I saw that as so on the beast, we were coming up on this hill and I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm cramping. So I busted open a salt pack for emergencies. I'm like, ah, and then we walked right past it. I'm like, sucks to be an ultra person right now that was, that was our ultra so and it was it was fine i mean it, it was definitely interesting it was an interesting one to do i mean i i'm thinking about doing it this year but who knows um well because i just literally like right before we started filming this i had a friend who dropped a trailer off at my house because i have the the yard for it um and she wants to go to hawaii which i am and i, I want to I was going to do the trifecta weekend, which I've done a couple times now. And she's like, I want to do the ultra in Hawaii. And I'm like, that's stupid. And she's like, well, if I do it, you're doing it with me. And I'm like, you suck. <laughs> actually, that's actually happening to a, a teammate from more hearts and scars with me and him next year, Fayetteville tri- ultra trifecta weekend. Like I, weekend no, Don, Don's yeah. doing it. I think next weekend or the weekend after he's insane. Yeah. I was going to do ultra trifecta and this will go into, you know, we start with the journey yeah. um, to celebrate my five year gastric bypass anniversary. But Joey's like, I need, I need help on the team. And I'm like, well, hmm, I'm ultra trifecta, my first one to celebrate. Well, you know what, Joey, y'all are the whole reason I've been so successful. I got you. And I'll just do ultra another time. I got you. And, and we, we, we went back and forth and he was like, no, no, Brittany, I don't want you to give up your dream. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's okay. I got this, you know, and, and I actually wasn't ready. I'm not ready yet. Um, I got injured, which is why I'm in bed. I got injured really bad. Well, bad for me at the 15 K tough mutter last weekend. So I'm like, yep, nope, not ready. Tough mutter doesn't do. Cause that's where I broke my rib. I don't like tough mutter. Love you, but no, 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 I'm I not a tough mutter fan. I broke my rib at tough mutter and it was one of the stupidest ones too. It was on, uh, Olympus or the Olymp- whatever the freaking Mount Everest. 
That's where that was running. the seesaw. No, that's when we run up the 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 the, the wall and jump, grab, yeah. stop, pull yourself up and over. But usually, the people, we, everyone grabs each other and yanks. Yeah. Them. I actually did it grabbing someone. I turned around to grab someone that was a little bit bigger, and when I grabbed um, them, my rib, I wasn't in the right position, and my rib yeah. was sitting on the on the like on the shelf. So when I yeah. put all their weight, it just put all the weight right on my rib, and just all of a sudden it was like pop, and I'm like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> see i did mine on the seesaw thing yeah um, that's where i did my 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 calf or my yeah, I did. My, yeah mine's my lower back i went to the doctor today she, i mean it's fine for the most part but it's just it's more comfortable in bed like it barely hurts but if i'm sitting in a chair or against a wall or something too long it starts like little just like eh, eh, i don't feel good and i'm like oh, okay. no. but i should be good because i'm actually racing saturday with more heart <laughs> Oh yeah. We, you got to help them out. So it, it's one of those things that, I mean, I love doing stuff with them. And I mean, like I said, I would love to get out there because I've always been about, you know, that's one thing me and Don, when we started doing BeastNet, was part of the one of the things we always talked about was helping people. You know, I've had so many times where I've been on a race and I had a goal of to hit this. And then I saw someone who needed help and I'm like, well, that goal is gone because I'm helping this person, you know, and exactly. I'd much rather, I get more out of that than, you know, I know I'm, I, I, you know, and I'm not in a bad way. I know I'm never going to podium. That's just, yeah. not, you know, so, I mean, it's not like I'm throwing away a podium to help anyone or anything. And I would throw it away a podium to help someone anyway, but exactly. That's know, what we're about. It's all about I, helping people. And that mean, it goes back to like, to my ultra trifecta. It's like, I really, you know, I decided actually like November of last year to do it for my five-year anniversary. And then Joey's like, I needed my help, you know, he needed help. And I'm just like, you know, I, I would honestly rather celebrate my five-year anniversary with my team. Um, and I'm going to need them this year anyways, cause it's the five year, which we'll get into why that's important. And I'm just like, you know, and then when I did the 15 K I'm like, you know, I'm not ready for various medical reasons, um, that play a part in the journey of this podcast mm -hmm. that I'm not ready. So I'm like, November, November mill Springs, I'm going to do my ultra and my sprint. And then Dal, my dwarf buddy with more heart, I have roped him into ultra trifecta with me next year and he's going to hate me. Yeah. Yeah. I think I might be depending we're going to see how things she, this, she's supposed to tell me by this weekend if she's going to do it. But if she does the ultra in Hawaii, I'll be doing an ultra factor in Hawaii. So, oh, go for it. I'm, I want to go to Hawaii this year, but it's just like, no, my bank account said no, go back to work. I, I get like my, my wife is like the travel like guru. She finds yeah. ways. Basically, she's pretty much the only thing I think, don't think she's got so far, she has not got our flights home yet. She always buys those last with the hope that we don't hmm. need them, but I, I, we always need them, unfortunately, but, <laughs> but, um, I think it, well, she told me it's gonna be like 1500 bucks for the two of us for a week. Right. Too bad. That's about what I think was going to be my husband, but then my son's like, mom, you go to Hawaii. I'm going. And I'm like, you never go to race weekend stuff. He's like, you go to Hawaii. I'm going. I'm like, but I'm going to be racing. You go to Hawaii. I'm going. I'm like, right, fine. If I get to get to Hawaii, you'll go. But when it comes to Sparta, Greece. I'll leave my husband behind. I don't care. I'm going. I've been thinking about that one too. Yeah. It's one of those, we, me and my wife have had an agreement for years. It was pretty much because she doesn't race. Yeah. So our agreement is that if I get to travel for races, she gets vacations. So every, that's why the, I pick certain ones. Don always asks me, why do you always do? Cause it has to coincide with somewhere that my wife wants to go for vacation. Exactly. So, and that's why Hawaii, that's how she talked me into it the first time. The yeah. first time I did Hawaii in like 2016, she's like, do you want to go to Hawaii for a week? And I'm like, eh, maybe I wasn't hugely excited. And then she's like, you know, it's our 15 year wedding anniversary. And I'm like, eh, 
And she's like, there's a Spartan that weekend. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, but I did tell my husband, I was like, you know, I do not, I, I don't think I could really, I mean, I'll joke, I'll go without you, and I probably would, I mean, I, I know me, I would if I had to, but it wouldn't be right without him, no. like, I, I, I hope my parents is actually right here, but it's like, I wouldn't be right without him, um, and it would break my heart to leave him behind for, for Greece, so, I, the goal is 2024, that's why nice. I'm trifecta chasing 13. Nice, that'll be fun. That'll be, that'll be a good one. So, I mean, and it's one of those things, you know, not to sound bad, we're not getting any younger, so we got to do it soon. No, you know. <laughs> yeah. But when you're an assistant preschool teacher uh, and you got three kids, <laughs> it takes young, time. My youngest turned 20 yesterday. So what's that like? Mine's 16. <laughs> it's good. It's nice. It's really nice. <laughs> um, yeah. It's one of those, I had kids, everyone always tells me I had kids way too early and I'm like, probably, but <laughs> I'm 44 and my youngest is 20. See, I'm 37 and my son is uh, 16. So, See, yeah, so and the, you're, you're in the same boat. Yep, pretty much. And then, you know. So we should probably get me. into, no, the kitties are that way. My cats, I, I have to lock him out or he's like in my lap and climbing and doing the same thing. So. It doesn't help that I named him Spartan. Never name a cat Spartan. My cat's named Reuben. Does he act nice? No, he acts like Reuben from the the... the Lilo and Stitch. Oh, that's where the name comes from. Our other cat Stitch, and then our dog is Leroy from Leroy and Stitch. And then wow. Ruben, if you watch the TV show, yeah, Ruben was Experiment Six Two Five. Okay, that was his name. So that's why we named he that the cat ended up being Ruben. So. Is it bad that when you said Leroy, I thought Leroy Jenkins from World Yeah, of I, that's what I do all the time. I yell it <laughs> whenever I yell anything with the cat. I'm like Leroy. <laughs> My wife's like, I don't get it. My kid's like, that's awesome. <laughs> All right. So, so we should probably talk about your journey. I mean, that's, yes. you know, I'm, I, I'll get off on side topics all day and then Don whines and I spend way too much time it's, doing that. Um, so my journey. So um, since you follow me on Facebook, so have you seen like the pictures I'll post from like eight years ago or six years ago? Have you seen any of those? I haven't seen any of those, but I, I, I'm, I'm guessing, I mean, I think actually, wait, no, I think Don sent me one. But it was that you were a little bigger than you are He's now. biting me. Yes. Um, so for 95% of my life, I was obese. I mean, it started as a young teenager hit puberty. Um, I was on ADHD medication, which my gastric bypass doctor said most of his patients at my age were about 37. All had the same issue. They were on Ritalin. So my highest weight that I know of is about 280. Um, Day of surgery, I was 220. When I started the process, I was 260. I started the process in October of 2016. My anniversary date, 5817. There you go. So, so October 2016 is when I decided this is going down. And that was at my biggest, one of my biggest was 260. Mm -hmm. And then, so I had gastric bypass. Now, now with gastric bypass, I hear a lot of people go, oh, I had gastric bypass. And I'm like, cool, what'd you have done? And they're like, sleeve. And I'm like, that's so different. Now, don't get me wrong. I have support and nothing but love for my gastric sleevers. I run a support group. But there is, and it is important to me, there is a difference between Ruin Y, which is what I did, gastric sleeve. Then you also have vertical sleeve. It's what I wanted, but insurance said no. So I had Ruin Y. And the, the reason that's important um, to me is because I want to spread awareness on bariatric athletes, which Ruin Y athletes, I'm going to tell you, I have done 33 races. I'm still a baby. And I've met 
zero in my own course. However, I've met like 40, 50 sleepers and that makes me happy. That truly does. It makes me beyond happy because sleepers, they have their own issues they're going to face on course. Um, and I love seeing them out there. I love seeing them um, doing their thing. When I met quite a few at West Virginia, uh, one lady's like, you know, how do you feel what you're doing? And, you know, we talked about how different our surgeries were and everything. And I gave her the advice Joy McLamory gave me. And, uh, you know, I hope she went on to do well from there. But I would love to see Rue and Y on course. Rue and Y, the difference is, is our bodies, our stomachs, one, they're smaller, much smaller than a sleeve, but not too much. But it's just a sleeve. They fit a sleeve over your stomach. Mm-hmm. Rue and Y, they cut everything out. It's gone. You know, my intestines are not where your intestines are, and I'm missing most of them. My stomach is not quite where your stomach is, and I'm missing, like, most of it. Um, but with the sleeve, they can absorb nutrients way better. With Rue and Y, we cannot. And so it's just, it's a different ball game. Um, that's why I like to separate the two because maybe somebody who's had ruin wise out there and they've done a Spartan they'll go, Brittany, I've done one. And I'll go, yes, let's do one together. That would be the dream to do more Spartan races with ruin Y so we can help each other on course. Um, so anyway, so I had the ruin Y May 8th, 2017. And the biggest thing for my journey is before I had ruin Y, I had handicap on my license plate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could not walk. I had degenerative osteoarthritis in both knees. I still do. Um, it's just a lot better now. I uh, I did do another podcast where I talked about this. It was a bariatric podcast. Uh, I remember right before surgery, I was grocery shopping through Walmart, and it was such it was such a struggle to walk. And I you know I look at the motorized cart, and I'm like, yeah, I could get in that, or I could just you know, kind of push my weight on this cart, and that would be my cardio. Like I was. I'm not getting in that car. I'm 32 years old. I will walk this gas station and that will just have to be my cardio for the day. So I'd get all my groceries. I get home and I live on the third floor apartment and I'm like, my life. And I get everything upstairs and I get everything unloaded. And then that night, husband come home from work. And then all of a sudden, you know, and I'm in bed and all of a sudden I got to go to the bathroom and I would get up, go out to the bathroom and I fall and can't walk because I grocery shopped for an hour. So my husband, the best his ability, he'd pick me up and walk me to the bathroom, sit me on the toilet, leave the bathroom, tell him I'm done. And he would get me up and walk me to bed. That was, you know, that was a big breaking point. And the biggest was October 2016 when I could not go door to door trick or treating with my son. My husband took him and I'm sitting outside the curb. And the irony, the curb that I was sitting outside of the day I decided to have the surgery is now in my front yard. Oh. And the ironies, I just like looked out there. And I'm like, holy crap, that was the curb I sat on. And I, but I was, I was sitting on the curb and, you know, I'm watching my husband take my son door to door and I'm crying and I'm like, I'm fat, I'm overweight. I bet all these people are judging this fat chick sitting on the, on the curb. She can't walk. My husband comes over and my son's eating his candy and me and my husband are talking. I'm like, I, can't, I don't know what to do. I've tried diets, I've done this, I've done that. I was like, but I've been hearing about gastro bypass. And I was like, and I'm pretty sure it might be the easy way out because at the time I didn't know any better. And I was like, but I don't care anymore. Do it. So a week later, I'm in you know, my doctor's office. And by November, I'm at a seminar. And then by January, it's rolling. It's appointment after appointment after appointment. And then five months later, I'm laying on the table getting everything ripped out of my stomach. Which yeah. I actually woke up during that surgery. That's when we learned I can't, I, I'm special. I have to have the good 
be put under. It's not the time you want to find that out, though. <laughs> so, but prior to, you know, the surgery date of May 8th, I had all, I've always been obsessed with Spartan history. Mm-hmm. Um, my son kind of takes after me. He's World War II. I'm Spartan. Ever since a teenager, and I read the book, Helen of Troy. And so in April, I'm getting ready for surgery. And I'm you know, doing a little cardio thingy I have to do. I'm doing the horrible liver shrinking diet. And I'm looking up, you know, Spartan history to keep me entertained while I'm on this treadmill and I'm dying. And then I see, do you want to be a Spartan? Join Spartan OCR. And I'm like, that. And I click on it and I'm like, oh, this must happen. And that became the goal right before I had gastric bypass was I had to do a Spartan race. And so I had my bypass. And I tell my doctor, you know, this is the goal. And he's like, okay, you can start working out in two weeks. You can do this, you can do that. So I started doing it. And I started training. 2017, I waited two weeks to start training. I told my husband, this is going to happen. Help me train because he's a Marine veteran. Like if anybody could train, <laughs> help me run me into the ground. And so he did. Um, and I went and climbed my first mountain, which is actually important, in July, two and a half months later. I went to Pilot Mountain, North Carolina, and I hiked my first mountain pain-free from my knee. No limping, no it hurts, no this, no nothing. Walked up, walked down, got myself to the bathroom that night. No problems. I was on cloud nine. So then, you know, we started training for it. In the end, we go into, I was going to do my first race uh, November 2018. And that didn't happen because I got walking pneumonia. And I was down from beginning of June till basically end of November. And a lot of played into being gastric bypass. It takes me longer to heal and everything. And I lost Mm -hmm. a lot of weight, wasn't healthy. And during this, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, lifting weights and power lifting and doing everything I'm supposed to do. And then also I'm in bed and I was a five to six day a week gym person at this point, two hours a day. And so, okay, well, that sucked. That setback. We'll go into 2019 and turn this. I'm dealing with other things from gastric bypass and I'm still, you know, training and it's the skin. And that's a problem that I'll ruin. I don't care if you're ruined why your vertical sleeve, you're a sleeve or you're a dundell switch. You're going to deal with the skin depending on how big you are, especially now, you know, I'm worried to lift weights was to avoid skin on my arms. Uh, I got lucky. I was able to do that, but not my stomach. So then I go into January Third, I had 14 pounds of excess skin removed off my stomach. Um, I had a lot of back pain because of it. Mm-hmm. All right. So I tell, I tell my plastic surgeon, November 2019, you know, I'm racing Mill Springs. I'm doing my first race. I'm going to do a Spartan sprint. And she goes, you will be able to. And I'm like, great. No, that didn't happen. Six months later, I ripped my abdominal wall. Uh, we think. We don't really know what happened. But then I'm back in bed. No Spartan race. And I was heartbroken. And I almost gave up going for Spartan races at that point because I was dealing with a lot of malnutrition. No, no trainer. And I did have one powerlifting trainer. Her name is Sally Nightbomb, the bestest friend in the world. And she, she's a, a pro trainer or pro bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. And she took me under her wing and she's like, I can help you build this muscle. I can help you perform. And she did. Like, she rode me into the ground of girls while I got muscles. But I don't know how you're supposed to eat for this. And I'm, I'm passing out sometimes. I'm throwing up at the gym. I'm fainting. I'm not feeling good. There were nights where I would start sweating and shaking. And I would try to tell my husband, I need something from the kitchen. And I would try to go get it. And I'm collapsing. And we're like, why am I collapsing? And, it, and so I would research, oh, you need carbs. 
oh, well, I didn't know that. Because in gastric bypass, they tell you all carbs are bad. At least mine did. Everything was bad. No matter if it was sweet potatoes or brown rice, to them it was the same as white rice and a bag of chips. It was bad. You don't eat it. So they were telling me to keep my carbs at like 20 carbs a day and 100 grams of protein. And here I am doing, you know, lap pull downs at 50 pounds and I'm doing four sets of 12. And I've got zero carbs in my stomach. It's no wonder I'm sick. So we figured that out. That was great. So then, you know, so at this point with this rip, I just like, maybe I can't race. Maybe the bariatric athletes, they're not common. Because I started Googling looking for bariatric athletes and I found sleeve, but no ruin why. And I'm like, maybe this is why. And so I, at this point, I've made quite a few friends in the OCR community, Brett Milks. And he had been posting That's about amazing. if you have... He does, he's Brett. T-Rex. Yeah, yeah Brett's Brett. bomb. So I messaged Brett and um, we had talked very little and I kind of told him my story and what was going on. And I was like, I feel like I need, I, I just, I just, I feel like I need to quit. I'm like, I'm depressed. I'm brokenhearted. I'm stuck in bed. I, you know, I had bypass to get out of bed and now I'm back in bed. Yeah. And I'm like, and I wanted to give up. And, you know, he gave me lots of words of encouragement, you know, don't give up. I don't, you know, I don't really know what you're going through, but I understand the depression, the anxiety. I can understand why you think this way just don't give up you yeah. can do it and he's like and i will meet you on course you know one day and i was like all right all right, all right we're gonna do this so and it turned out to be a good thing i'm pretty sure all of us whether we were there or not know what happened in mill springs november 2019 the hypothermia the freezing rain the snow oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that was to be my first i did hear about that one yeah. mm -hmm. it turned out to be a good thing it wasn't my first so, uh, which goes into part of me is uh, much like uh, quite a few adaptive athletes, um, but I'm not, you know, an adaptive athlete, but because of bypass, I can't self-regulate my own body temperature. Yeah. Hypothermia is a constant issue I struggle with on course. I have gotten it multiple times on course. So it was a good thing I couldn't be there. So then we go into 2020 and I'm like, hmm, Spartan Sprint, April, Charlotte. So my first son's birthday. No, it's not. COVID. COVID. Yeah. COVID came in 2020 for a lot of us. I will say with Brett, I finally met Brett in person. I, we've been friends on Facebook, talked yeah. a bunch of times, was in Dallas last year. Oh, see, I got to meet Brett at my first Spartan. Yeah, I met him in Dallas in transition. <laughs> He's a little quicker than me. He was standing there with his medal and like, you know, his whatever yeah. third place or whatever he got that time. And I'm like, I'm in transition. I got to go for the second lap stuff. <laughs> Brett is awesome. Um, He's amazing. Yeah, uh, I love his. I love his girlfriend Amy. She has become such an inspiration to me, and she is so helpful. Like, I, you know, when I first started getting ready for these things, and I would see like, you know, Brett, he's pro, and Amy, she's pro, and I'd be like so hesitant to approach. Like, yeah, I don't want to bother them. And then this Amy's like, no, 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 all of the advice, and I she's awesome. But so, but I did get to meet Brett at my first Spartan weekend. Like I told Brett, I'll meet Jacksonville with more heart. And he was like, I'm going to meet you. And he met me. And I was like, yes, finally. And he was like, I told you I'd meet you on course and you didn't give up. Yeah. Oh, so I, and I didn't. Um, but 2020, I did actually get to do my first race in 2020. It was savage. And mm. Charlotte. Um, Lucky. I haven't been able to do those yet. It was something else. Because um, I was like, well, I could sign up for the little three mile blitz. No, I'm gonna do the race. I'm gonna make the big one my first one to make up for all these medical setbacks. And I did. And I got hypothermia. I got full fledged hypothermia. 
Um, I also got a cut concussion, half a mile in. I've got a nice picture to show my little unicorn horns. Um, I found out that you can't bolt smash your way through a wall. Apparently, didn't know that. Now I do. Um, I fell at Willow World, and that cold water was like 20 degrees. And we had like 30 degrees, high winds. As soon as I fell, that was it. Everything. I was just like a blue person. And, and I finished. Who did the Spartan name? I finished. But I'm in my truck, and I'm like, so cool. Whole hour and 20 minutes home. I call my friend Sue Weiss, another Spartan friend. I'm like, I'm so cool. And she's like, are you okay? No. Um, and then right into that is when I met more heart. So I met more heart, like literally as I started my race journey and finally getting out there, they adopted me. Okay. I, I became friends with Joey through a mutual race uh, acquaintance in January. And Joey would notice all my like, like, photos and he was like, no, you don't see them way and so we started talking and i'm like you know he's a trainer and he was and i told him i had bariatric and he was like he made some comment where like he knew about how to train bariatrics like, wait, 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 wait. you know how to train bariatric and he's like yes i said wait, wait, wait. bariatric sleep or ruin why and he's like both and i'm like oh, i'm gonna forever be like the bane of your existence please help me <laughs> and he and he's like we'll come to this race so i go to ocr overload got hypothermia and that's also where we learned that i deal with abdominal nerve pain in my uh, lower left quadrant um it's something from the tummy tuck and i've battled it through so many races especially west virginia and um, actually this year i've had no nerve pain but i'm also taking all the crazy supplements and all the powders that joey tells me to take and i think the newest thing the newest powder that he suggested which is a collagen has hopefully healed what doctors can so fingers crossed that's good we'll find we'll find out at barbarian so uh so yeah so we go in so we did the ocr overload and so joey got to gauge where where i was standing with training with racing which wasn't well not 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 at all been winging it so then we go into the and he's like, you gotta eat 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 and so we go into the spartan super and uh i think i got halfway through the course and i go down i collapse it was over it was done Bernie didn't eat enough. Um, I just I couldn't. And I still at this time didn't know exactly what to eat. A couple of things that Joey had told me, but I was like so new to more heart and Joey. Like I didn't want to like, blow up their phones and ask a million health questions. So um, I collapsed at the super and Danita, my OCR wifey and Papa Bear, you know, she's our nurse and she's very fierce of her, of her people. And she grabs me, she's a nurse, she knows what my problems are. And they get me over to a med jeep, get me over to water station. They know I don't want to quit. And it's liquid IV, water shower. And then they take me off and I finished rice. I just needed water and food. So I finished the rice. And then from there, it was ricing constantly, constantly uh, with more heart and some solo. Uh, I think my fourth rice was bone frog. I did tier one honor challenge with uh, Brett and Amy. And Anna, we stayed in a little Airbnb. And um, I'm kind of sad to hear Bone Frog shut down. I wanted to do that again this year. I still like Spartan better. I, I've never been able to do it. And that's one of the things that, you know, I, and a lot of people have heard me say this. I really wanted to get to a bunch of those races. That's one of the things yeah. I'm looking forward to living in Texas. If I'm there, it's going to be easier to hit those East Coast races that we don't get out here on the West Coast. Yeah. We don't get Bone Frog. We don't have Epic Series. We don't have Savage. We don't have any of that over here on the West Coast. So yeah. we, don't get, we get pretty much Spartan, Tough Mudder, and local races, and that's it. Yeah. Um, so I, I want to try some of those others. 
and, and I feel this like um, my hometown Memphis. I feel bad for a lot of people in Memphis because I've had some friends come and be like, we want to try what you're doing. And I'm like, you do it. And they're like, where's the race in Memphis? Oh, there's not. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go to Nashville. You only get like one a year. You got to go to Nashville. Nashville is still like two hours from Memphis. And it's just like, and then so you got people all the way in Mississippi. Now, granted, Mississippi now has a saving grace. They have Phoenix. Yeah. That is in Mississippi. It's, uh, I believe, the Meridian. Um, but they don't get savage. They don't get tough mutter. They don't. They don't get anything. So it's like there are some states where it's just like, what's for you? Because you don't get anything, and I don't know why. Yet, yeah, it's weird. Georgia, Florida gets everything. Because I'm so tired of driving to Georgia, Florida, Georgia, Florida. They get everything. Um, but yeah, so I did Bone Frog. Uh, I got a little hypothermic. Not too bad at Bone Frog. It's, it's off again, on again with me in the hypothermia. Um, I did Barbarian last year that was that is one that is worth a flight or a drive is barbarian hands down it'll it'll make you question everything more than i think probably an ultra in dallas will hmm. because of the if you're not if you're not used to a lot of inclines it's not going to be your friend but when you swim that waterfall it will be your friend and that's me right now i'm training a lot of incline because i'm Hawaii is a lot of incline, which a lot of people don't realize. If you do the beast in Hawaii, it's incline, a lot of freaking incline. Like you're climbing with your arms incline, not with your legs. I want to do that. <laughs> yeah. It's like a full almost two miles of like an in it's insane. The yeah. The the super and the sprint, I'll be honest, in Hawaii are some of the easiest ones I've ever done. Ooh. But the beast is probably the it is right. Montana and Hawaii are the two hardest beasts I've ever done. It, it, as my as my OCR hubby would say, it's gonna hurt your feelings good. Yeah, and that's it. It's like my one friend that, and my one friend, she is one of my my race wives, as I call her. Um, and, and I have two friends, Christina and uh, Christine and Serena. Uh, they're my race wives, and it's so funny. I get people ask me all the time. They're like, "Is your wife okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah," and their wife is too. So I mean, it's fine. I mean. You know, we have fun. They're my race wives. And we just, yeah. it, one of them, usually they both don't do the races because one of them has to stay. They have a, a special needs child and yeah. so one stays with the kid. And then I end up being the, you know, the, the stand in for the race and my wife's yeah. like, whatever, we go do stuff with them all the time. So, yeah, it's like, yeah. So I got my OCR, I got my hubby, hubby, yeah. um, and then I got my OCR hubby and he got nicknamed that just because uh, he, he's a military medic and I ain't going to line about which one. But he, he, he saw me at a lot of races when I first started out, but we never talked. But we met up at Dragon in Raleigh, North Carolina. And he was like, okay, I've just got to talk to you because I keep seeing you everywhere I go. Uh, I think it's the war paint. People remember me. And I got, very, I got injured at Raleigh. Um, I got caught up. I, there was like some chicken wire and some bob wire that somehow, you know, just got missed when they were clearing out the debris. And I got all tangled up and wrapped up and it shredded my leg. I got a big scar going down in front of my leg from it and after that you know tim was like okay i'm i'm not just you're you're done you've already done two laps i know you want to do five you're done he pulled me off course and he doctored my leg after that he kind of looking out for me with races because he knows about the hypothermia and the bypass and it is not uncommon if he's on course and he's ahead of me he'll you know send me a text like bernie you know you've got this cold water crossing coming up but if you go this way you can avoid the water and stay dry so you don't have to getting too cold like you know it's a good friend looks out for me that's good which played a part in west virginia west virginia i think is the, the biggest spartan weekend for my my so far journey because it held the biggest impact uh, um, emotionally 
spiritually as well as physically. Um, and that's why I said, remember when I said Pilot Mountain, North Carolina was my first mountain to hike to train for Spartan. It mm-hmm. all came full circle at West Virginia. So West Virginia, I was completely solo without my team. Um, I was scared to death, full of anxiety, texted Julie a couple of times. Um, so I did my beast. Uh, Tim was out there on course ahead of me. And I did have to text Joey during the beast because I, I just felt like I couldn't do it. And I even called my husband. And he's like, what do you, my husband's like, what do you want me to do? I'm like, I need you to be a Marine and tell me to do it. Suck it up, buttercup, which he did. You know, and Joey texted me. He was, you know, some advice, some inspiration. So I kept going. Um, the thing about the West Virginians, most people know, is that incline. And I've never dealt with that. I had never done an incline before on course. Now, I mean, yeah, we do like little, little heels, but I'd had done a 5,000 incline going up. So then that starts, you know, dealing with my left nerve pain. So that, as I'm going up, it's getting worse and worse and worse, but I'm going and I'm going. And then the one thing I love about Spartan the community is they'll look at each other and they'll see you struggle and they go, what do you need? And I'm like, what do you need? And they're like, you got this. And it's just, they're always helping you. Yep. And they're supporting you. Like, if you don't want to quit, they're going to make sure you don't quit. If you, if you do want a DNF, they're not going to judge you. They're going to help you get the help you need. Because clearly, if you're a Spartan and you say DNF, something's wrong. Yeah. So I get to the top. And I, I look out at this scene and what I saw two hours from where I was, Pilot Mountain. Wow. The, the summit of Pilot Mountain. And so to look out at the very top of this big incline I've never done before and to see, I, I could see my journey come completely full circle. Because I remember hiking up Pilot Mountain, and yeah, I mean, it was hard at the weight that I was sitting at, but I was thinking, I'm going to do my first Spartan, I'm going to do a Spartan Mountain series, and I'm training, we don't stop it. And I, I remember thinking that the whole way up Pilot Mountain. And so to be two hours from that, at the weight I'm at now, and I can walk, even though it does hurt on occasion, but I can walk, and there's still this still almost a year later, and I can't describe that feeling. I just cried like a baby. And these Spartans are like, oh my God, are you okay? And I'm like, and so I tell them a little, you know, a long story short. And it was just like all this and these Spartans were my family and they were just like hugging me. And I'm like, the only thing I miss it is more heart than scars. <laughs> I miss my family. Um, and there were some of us were out there on team. You know, we were out there. We were just kind of scattered to the wind yeah. because it was a solo weekend. And so I did, I did my first beast. I'll tell you how much I hated that beast. It hurt my feelings. Uh, I've uh, always wanted to do West Virginia, but I don't want to go to West Virginia because I'm afraid I'm going to run into family. Oh, one side of her family is all from West Virginia, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to run into them. Well, you might run into a bear because you're in the beast. I'm eating my peanut butter and jelly, and I'm with Tom Mamming and a few other from Fora. We're just like hanging out. Oh, yeah, Tom's the bomb. That's all him in San Antonio. He's everywhere. He is. He is. I ran into him in, t- in San Antonio a couple times. So, and I did those races a couple weeks ago or a month ago now. Yeah, we were eating and Tom's like, Brittany, go move. Wait, move. Why? Black bear. And I'm like, yeah, Peter, I was black bear watching me eat my PB and J. I'm like, no, 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 let's run away. Let's go away. Let's go away. Because I look like food to a black bear. So, fine. <laughs> so, so I did my piece and it did come to a point where I had to start skipping obstacles. And I've never been one, you know, really want to skip obstacles. Of course, I mean, I was still, I think West Virginia was like OCR number like 17 for me, Spartan Beast. And it was my second beast. But 
you know, my, my, my knees from the osteoarthritis were just going nuts at this point towards the end. And which is also when it's like the one time I had like a OCR dispute with my marital husband because he texts me. He's like, where are you at on course? And I'm like, I'm coming up on the water creek. And he's like, that water's going to be too cold for you. Just skip it. It's not going to be a good idea. It's going to hurt your nerve pain too. So I'm like, okay, cool. Keep going. And he's like, you're done with the inclines. Let me tell you how wrong he was because I got to baby murder hill. And I think at the bottom, when I look up, I got cussed so bad. My Marine husband, two hours away, hurt me and pushed. I think everybody heard me. I was screaming at the top of my lungs because I got up there. So after that, that's kind of where my body and I started to break down. You know, I can, I eat all the things on course that Joey's, you know, recommends and tells me to eat. I drink the things he tells me I can, you know, drink and should have. But it's only going to get bypassed so far. Yeah. You need protein. You need a hot meal. And I mean, yeah, I'm eating, you know, uh, Fig Newtons is one of his favorite things to tell me. He's Fig Newtons, PB&J, uh, Stinger gummies. We all know those. Liquid IV and water. And I have to carry a trail bag this whole time. So it's like stuff. And it's also extra weight. So it's more, you know, calories I'm burning to carry this bag. So I'm done after baby. I'm over this. And so I just have to start skipping obstacles. Just And that's where I learned the phrase, run your race. Yep. I had never heard it till then. And so I get to the finish line. Um, I think the photographer liked me because there's like 20 photos of me at the finish line screaming what I can't scream on here. <laughs> but it was very obscene. <laughs> and it probably would put Samuel Jackson to shame how much I screamed it as I jumped. It was like the adrenaline. And I was just like, I'm done. And I, and I was eating dinner with some Spartan friends. Like, you're going out tomorrow. I'm like, no, I can't. I, I'm limping. My, my nerve pain's through the roof. My left knee hurts. And I'm just depleted of everything. And I get up Sunday morning. No excuses. What have I not seen Erica Brogan do? Uh, now recently seen One Leg do. Uh, what I've seen Best Shiver do. What have I not seen uh, some of our newer athletes, Nicole or Nicole, um, there's another, I have not met, uh, Chloe yet. I've unfortunately not been on course with her, but I've seen the photos. I've seen what she can do. So how can I sit there and go, well, you know, yes, I have a left nerve and I have an abdominal and I'm bypassed and it's hard for me. How can I say that when I'm part of a team that helps somebody who has beyond defied the odds way more than I ever could. And how can I have an excuse to not get out there and at least try? Yeah. Worst case, I get out there and I try and I DNF, but I tried. And, and so I did. I looked at my jersey, and it was actually one of the first times I had the jersey from Legion Board. And, you know, I looked at the, the text that Joey sent me encouraging me to, you know, I can do this and tell me he believed in me and what makes a Spartan a Spartan. And then I remembered what I was, of course, at the Spartan Beast. I had a group of people with me, and they were all thinking about DNFing. And somewhere, I don't know, I just became this really awesome person <laughs> that it says smart things, which is not often because I am a little hobbit and I'm weird. But I gave like this huge motivational speech at one point at the Beast. And I heard cheers all around me and everybody was like, let's do this. And, you know, we got up and we did it. And I actually later saw them after the finish line and they thanked me. And so I'm sitting here and I'm sitting in this hotel. My OCR hubby's like, are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? And I'm like, and I'm like, no excuses. I'm like, I... How dare I wear this uniform and not even, or this jersey, not even try? So I text my husband, I'm gonna do this. And so I go out there and I do my super, and it sucks. 
<laughs> three miles in, I, I twist my, my bad knee. You know, a couple miles later, I, I twist my ankle. And and I'm hungry and I'm starving and it's just the super. I'm thinking I still got to sprint. I still got to do the victory lap and everything hurts. And I, and I do the super. Cool. I'm done. One more to go. And I go and I'm and I'm eating and I'm eating and then it starts raining, which is like my enemy because I get wet, I get cold. Yeah. And I'm like, I text my husband and we have very little self service and he goes, What are you going to do? And I'm huddled under this tent and this little girl, bless her heart, she goes, Yeah, that's so cold. You're so tiny. Here, have my blanket. Make sure I your blanket around me. And my husband's like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, no excuses. I'm going to finish. I said, I did not get this far to not finish. Because that was the other thing. My own gastric bypass doctor said I could never do anything longer than a Spartan sprint. No super, no beast, no ultra, no trifecta weekend. Couldn't do it. It's impossible. He said for gastric bypass, you can't eat enough. You can't drink enough. You can't do it. And he even said, never even think about taking podium. I'm like, well, one thing about now I am. Um, so I was like, I'm going to do this. Now I did do Fayetteville and I had, I was with the team for the Fayetteville beast. So to do this trifecta weekend solo, my second one was showing my doctor a big, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I get there and I do it and it sucked. Uh, I, I mean, the B sucked. The super sucked. This sprint was no, it was bad. Um, I do what obstacles do I can at this point. I'm limping through it. And I get to Baby Murder Hill. Um, and I see Oscar Mike. Now, I just I saw Oscar Mike throughout there. And, you know, they knew me. And they, you know, they gave me support. And they helped me out here there. I think Justin was with me briefly. He he kind of ended up with Oscar Mike to finish his race. And um, I'm climbing up Baby Murder Hill. And it's muddy because it rained. And my left leg shoots out. And my nerve pain had it. It was it. It took over. I couldn't walk. And I screamed in pain. And this lady, I'll never forget, her name was Lydia. She's in front of me and she stops. And she looks, she goes, are you okay? And I'm crying. I'm like, I can't get up there. I can't move. Abdominal nerve pain is through the roof. And she goes, do you need that? I'm like, I'm a mile and a half from the finish line. I will not DNF. She goes, what do you need? Up. And she grabs my hand. And she bear crawls on her hands and knees and gets me to the top. And there's another lady. She sees us and we're kind of like slipping at this point. And she grabs my other hand and they're just dragging me. And, and it's all because I cannot use my feet anymore. And she get me up to the top of this hill. And I'm like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then I'm going, thank you. I'm like, I don't feel. And then I don't remember what happened after that. I just know I was under a building next to the water station at the top. And Spartans were pouring water on me. I was told I collapsed. And um, they were like, you know, what do you need? Do you need I don't need med. Where is the trail bag? And they grab me my trail bag and I'm just eating everything I can at this point. And I do not feel good. I have a ringing in my ears. I'm seeing spots. I'm shaking really bad. I am just depleted of everything at this point. And, and so I get to the water station, more water. We take showers and then I finish. I finish. And I think I screamed even louder at that finish line than I did at the Beast. And I, you know, I get in my car and I'm, I'm crying tears of joy and tired and frustration and pain. And I just, and I pull out my phone. And the last text I sent to my husband was, I'm going to do this, even though it's raining. And I see his text. He goes, that's my baby girl. I knew you wouldn't quit. That's my Spartan wife. So it was so great to turn that phone on and see that. Because like, I did do it. Yeah. And so I texted him, I did it. 
I'll call you when I can think. I'm so gassed at this point. I need, I need, I need a recovery drink. I need food. Um, I don't remember driving much after that. I know I drove to the hotel where I was staying, got my things, and went home. But that kind of that, that driving and getting protein is kind of a blur, literally at that point. And but I finished with five medals, and I proved my bariatric doctor wrong, which is amazing. No excuses. No excuses. And I, and I think that's what's amazing. Like with stories like yours, I've talked to a couple other people and I'm, you know, that have had those things where doctors said, you'll never do this. And it's like, uh, watch me. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause a lot of people know, like I shattered my foot five, six years ago now. Yeah. And was told I would never run again. Yeah. And then I did a marathon in June in four hours and 39 minutes. Oh, like, you know, just wanted to look at the doctor and be like, you said, I'd never do this again. And I just did it, you know, mm-hmm. and that's one of those things that, you know, when you're able to just be like, I did this anyway, you know, and there's been a couple others where like Hawaii, a lot of people know the first time I went to Hawaii, my foot was broken and I had it in a boot and I went, yeah, I DNF the beast. Yeah. I just couldn't move. I mean, I was in a full, like, you know, air cast and I went, Oh yeah. And then, um, I did You're awesome for going for it I I mean, super the next day because I had that whole thing after I DNF, I was wrecked. I was like, no, like mentally done. And one of my best friends that I raced with, uh, Brandon looked at me and says, well, if you're not racing tomorrow, I'm not racing tomorrow. And I'm like, well, that's just rude. Yeah. You know, no, I have to, now I have to. So, and he got me through it. Um, and it was just one of those great things where you, when you have that family, that's just like, yeah, you're doing this. And I've used that exact same trick that Brandon did. I had another friend, Chris, we're in the middle of a, a, a beat, her first beast. And she's like, I'm done. And I'm like, okay, I guess we'll just sit down here and wait for, for Spartan to come pick us up. And she's yeah. like, what do you mean us? And I'm like, if you're done, I'm done. I told you I was getting you through this race. Yeah. So if you're done, I'm done. And she's like, well, I'm like, so you're, that's your choice. If we're done, we're done. And she's like, I guess we better go. And that's also the same friend that wants to go do the ultra in Hawaii with me now this year. So, but it's, it's so amazing to see people like you who have been went through so much in life you could have given up before but no you're like no I want to do this you chose to have the surgery the surgery helped you and I know a lot of people like you said you know people like oh people like you took the easy way out no 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 no. there's a lot of things that come from that surgery a lot of things that people don't even some of the people who have the surgeries don't know what those side effects are going to be it's not the easy way out it's just another avenue it is. And that's the thing about being, if I wasn't a bariatric athlete, it, it would probably be a little bit easier for me because as a bariatric, you know, if you're a bariatric person and you just, or bariatric, and you just you go to the gym, you lose weight, that's what you want to do. And I support that. I don't, I don't care what a bariatric person does after they have surgery. What I care about is do you follow your dreams? I don't care what your dream is. What I care is that you follow it, that you go for it. Because for me, to set Spartan as a dream, I had never in my life set a dream, set a goal. You know, I was single mom, um, briefly homeless at one point, had no high school diploma, and was working dead-end jobs. The idea of having a dream at my age was just unheard of. But mm-hmm. I had a dream, and I was not going to stop. Bariatrics gave me that. So for me, it's I don't care what your dream is bariatric. All I care is that you do it because you can't because if I can't I know you can't it might take you five six seven ten years to make that dream happen but the point is that you make it happen it took me four and a half years to make my first Spartan happen but I didn't stop did I had help 
oh, yes. Because there were many times, like I said, I had to message Brett back in 2019 when I felt like giving up. And if, if I had known Joey, then it would have been the same. I would have messaged Joey or anybody with more heart. And then be like, no, 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 no. Or they probably would have dragged me out there anyways. <laughs> and put me in one of the freedom chairs and dragged me out there. But the point is, is that you don't stop. But with bariatric, you know, you, you know, have a protein shake for breakfast. And you have lunch. And then you'll have a snack. And then you'll have dinner. And then you'll have a snack. That's normal. Bariatric athlete. Ah, I just ate an hour ago. Crap, I got to eat again. That's how it goes. And with bariatric surgery, they teach you don't do that. So now I'm having to unlearn what I spent six months learning for this surgery because I don't live that life anymore. I am not just a bariatric person. I'm a bariatric athlete. So now I have to eat different than a bariatric person does. Yeah. And it's becoming, and it is a constant issue. I have recently even opened up to quite a few members on my team. I've been slow to open up that I have developed an eating disorder. I did not have that before surgery. Um, the eating disorder that um, I relate to, it's not anorexia, it's not bulimia, it's called EFRID, or basically afraid, you're afraid to eat. It's very common with people who've almost died choking. Um, and I am afraid to eat because if it's not 120% clean and healthy, I might gain weight. My husband has heard me say a million times, I just ate, I just splurged and had a PB&J, not on a race day, I'm going to be fat tomorrow. You know, that has become a constant thing in my head mm -hmm. and so when I was off course from November to February doing my break my first season I was very I will not gain weight I'm going to stay in the gym and I got very sick in December side effect bariatrics um, some people get stomach inflammation inflammation very easily I've been hospitalized for it multiple times it actually caused me to DNF at Asheville last July before I even hit the start line because I had been in the hospital three days prior, and when you have stomach inflammation, bariatrics, you're on a clear liquid diet for one week. And I tried to go race, and no, I couldn't even get to the start line. So Joey's like, Brittany, nope, I love you. I know you want to be here. It's not healthy for you. You've got to go home and rest. So I did. That's and good. so with that, I get stomach inflammation easily. Uh, Joey thinks he found the right supplement. Uh, we went back and forth because I got it really bad in December when I was back home visiting family. And I messaged Joey like in tears, like, Joey, I'm in so much pain. I have stomach inflammation. I'm throwing up white foam again. Like, I just don't know what to do. I'm going to a vitamin shop tomorrow. Can you help me out? So he's like, yeah. So I go and I see a picture of what's called bromelain. And he goes, get it. That is amazing. Get it. Get it. Get it. And I did. And I've had no stomach inflammation since then. Yes. And so, but that is part, like you were saying with bariatric, some things you won't know will happen until it happens. Uh, we found the biggest culprit for my inflammation is milk. I can't have that protein shake every day now, which has become an issue with my weight. So from having stomach inflammation in December, COVID in January, losing 32 grams of protein in the morning, my weight started to go down. And then I started to see the scale. I weigh, uh, in February, I weighed 103. That was my lowest. And that number stuck in my head. I'm like, my abs look great. My muscles look great. I'm so tiny. And I became, that's when the eating disorder kicked in. It's the second time I've had an eating disorder issue. The first time was last January when Joey first met me. And I was getting about close to 103. And so when I did the 15K uh, Tough Mudder this past weekend, uh, everybody noticed I was off. I was falling a lot. Um, and so questions were raised. And I finally started saying, you know, I just don't think I'm eating so since then, I've been eating every hour on the hour. I have some teammates who do not mind and know that I need it in my head to go, hey, I just had, you know, half a burger. 
because it keeps me in check because I, they know that if they don't get that text, I'm not eating it up. Yeah. And it's like, it's like partly I'm ashamed to admit I have this problem, but at the same time, I'm not because you shouldn't judge, never judge. And this is, could help somebody else. Um, so if I want to muscles, which I do, I am known for my strength. I love men's lifts. I want to lift the men's Atlas. I want to lift the men's Hercules hoist. I, I love the stronger, the better. I love the interrupt. If you're up, I got to eat. Mm-hmm. And since I've yep. been eating, I've noticed my muscles are getting back bigger. And I'm like, yes, let's keep eating. So that, that has been a big help, but it's a part of bariatrics that I would have never thought I had an eating disorder. If I would have had an eating disorder, it should have happened when I weighed over 200 pounds, but I never had one then. But now I do. Um, another thing that came out of bariatrics. So last year was, you know, phenomenal for my first race season. Mm-hmm. But you have to wonder how come so many times I had to fight back the urge to commit suicide. But I developed suicide ideation. Every race, I would come home, and after a couple of days, there were a few members on my team who would know that I'm in a bad place when they got this text. Big hugs. It means I don't want to talk about it, but I don't want to be alone right now either. Yeah. There was a night last year uh, where I called Joey in tears. And he had just driven 10 hours to a race. He stayed on the phone with me and I was on the ledge and it was bad. And I needed help to get off the ledge because I am a mother and I'm a wife and I am a friend. I cannot do that. He taught me off the ledge. And so that got me thinking because I I fought that urge multiple times last year. Why? I have everything I've I've tried to have. And my dreams are coming true. Why? And so I, I started researching bariatric suicide. A five-year marker is where it goes from a 10% to a 30%. And they don't know why. And I hope that last year was my was my year early. But you know what? If it happened, if I get the urge this year, it's okay. I got a team, I got a husband, and I will live to see another day. But a lot of friends that you can message. I mean, oh yes. Yeah. But it's something that I want awareness on. Because so many people, you know, think you have bariatric surgery, your life is great, everything's great, you've lost weight, you look great. If you have cosmetic surgery, you look even better. And that might be what they see, but what they don't see is somebody in the bathroom crying, sending out texts, and we don't know why. And there, there's multiple theories. You know, the, the, the biggest thing that I, I think it is, is it's down to nutrition, not eating enough. I can see that. If you're not getting enough protein or carbs or potassium or magnesium, vitamin D, if your vitamin D starts to slip, uh, I mean, that could be corrected. This is going off what I was told by bariatric doctors. If your vitamin D is too low, it can cause severe depression issues. Mm-hmm. You can go into a deficiency. Which, uh, it, honestly, that is very true. I mean, living here in Washington, you you would we hear about that all constantly because we don't get sun. So yeah. most of the time, we have a lot of when people are having mental stuff. I like my wife. I try and get her to take vitamin D constantly because she has big problems during the you know the bad weather times of the year which in washington is for nine months of the year yeah so that's why one of the big reasons i'm on board with wanting to leave washington for the first time ever is because i know for her getting somewhere where there's more sun is going to be better for her mental health oh it must definitely i could see the vitamin d being a thing yeah it's yeah that's it's scary to have that you know and you don't think about you know like i said there's a lot of things that come with this that you don't think about you know and i've seen you know i i have another friend who lived in Portland, who had, and I don't know 
I think she may have had the sleeve. I don't know, but she had similar surgery years ago and lost a lot of weight. She was big, you know, had it, couldn't do very similar, couldn't do a lot of things. And now she's actually a coach. Morgan. So, and I mean, it's great to see her be able to do all that stuff. And um, it's amazing to see someone take that step, because like I said, there's such a stigma around it that if you go have this surgery, you're taking the easy way out. It's like, no, she, you're, you're taking control of your life. Yes. And your life is forever changed, especially yeah. all the way down to how you eat, which to me is another, could be another reason why the suicide rate might hit at that five years. It's like, you know, I've been having this eating disorder and I'm sitting here and I'm eating every hour on the hour. And I actually had like a little, like a moment of like freak out today where I felt like almost quitting racing, even though I love it. I'm like, this is the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. As a bariatric athlete, I have to eat every hour on the hour. I have to be careful with what I eat. Can I splurge? Yes, I can. And I do. Can I have junk food? Can and I do. Um, yeah, it's my weekend splurge. French fries is my go-to. I love my French fries. It's what I know. I want a burger and fries after every race. Yeah. But it's also like that thing. It's like, this is the rest of my life. 10 yeah. years, 20 years, 30 years. And even if you're not an athlete, you're still going to sit at a kitchen table at some point with some people and your portion's going to be this big and their portions are whatever. And you're just like, well, this sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just here and it's that click. And then you, you could also be because you have family going, you took the easy way out. Oh, it must be nice being so skinny. I can't tell you how many times I've heard it must be nice to eat whatever you want and be so skinny. And I'm like, Oh, you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> it must be nice to live in wherever it is you live because it is not easy. I pay for this. No, every single time. Um, and bariatrics, they can develop food allergies after surgery. I did. I cannot have casein within a 20 mile radius of me. Casein's in pretty much like all your milk. Oh, Not yeah. a problem for surgery. And so it's just so much awareness, I think. And like I said, the stigmata that should be raised on it, that's just not. And the more I've raised, the more I've tried to find uh, Rue and Y, the more I've tried to find, you know, more sleeves. And we've, I mean, the sleeve, uh, on my sleevers, you know, we've talked on course. It's just like, we talk about the same thing, the stigmata, mm-hmm. you know, the hate, because they're like, they said that they've even had Spartan racers, you know, hear that they've had sleeve and they're like, oh, you took the easy way out. How dare you be a Spartan on this course, call yourself a Spartan, you know? And then I'm like, oh, you have no idea what I go through. No. It's actually harder for me than it is for you because you can't, I can't. No. And yeah. It's just, it's not understanding and that's one of the things like I, I think it's amazing too that you're trying to raise that awareness everyone has this belief that you have the surgery and you walk out and everything's fixed and it's not there, there's so many things that you have to change your lifestyle you have to change the way you eat like you said you have these smaller portions when and you have to eat every hour you have to think about it you have to plan it because if you don't eat every hour now you don't have enough fuel now you're going to pass out now you're going to have other issues and they don't, I, I, I don't think they understand it. I mean, they just don't under, they think, like I said, that you have the surgery and it's this magic fix and bam, all of a sudden you're just good. Like you went to the genie and said, make me skinny. And yeah. that's not what happens. No. And in reality, you're just finished your Spartan beast. And what do you want? You want your recovery drink, whether it's a fit a, some people do the beer. Guess what? You're bariatric. You get water. We can't have carbonation. A sleep can, they shouldn't. I ain't gonna judge. You do you. You know you. You know your body. Slave can tolerate more com- carbonation, but ruin why we can't have any. And I'm like, bye bye, fit a. You suck. 
bye bye free beer you suck all you people you suck and i mean i'm like i'm joking when i say it but i'm over here in my hot water like it's awesome and it's 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 not the easy way out now you know some people even accuse me of taking the easy way out having that excess skin removed and i'm like yeah you know what i get for it a lifetime of abdominal nerve pain although hopefully not now but in theory a lifetime of abdominal nerve pain to remove that skin so was it the easy way out no it really really was not um i have some excess skin here and there and i have thought about getting surgery done on it and then i think about that nerve pain i'm like yeah i just don't think i want to mm-hmm. right I, I cannot deal with any more nerve pain uh, my fall at tough mutter did kind of trigger it a little bit um i'll know when i do barbarian with my team um if the nerve pain if joey's magical collagen helps the nerve because it's the four heels of apocalypse so yeah We'll find out then because the incline will be my big kicker. I can see that. That's going to be an interesting one. So, I mean, it's amazing to see your, you know, your, your progression and everything else. Um, I mean, it is, it's amazing. Thank I, mean, you. It's like I tell everyone, you know, I lost weight, but it's tough. I mean, even for me, I mean, it's one of those things, you know, I lost it, but I've gained a bunch back and it's hard to fight it back. And with, even with, you know, having the surgery, you can still gain the weight back if you don't do the work. I have my wife's uncle had the surgery, dropped a whole bunch of weight, got all skinny, didn't do anything with it. And now he's almost back. He almost back to where he was. There is a thing he can do for that to help. Uh, pouch resets, five day pouch reset. All I do is Google five day pouch reset and it'll shrink his stomach back down to what it was. Uh, I run a bariatric support group. It's currently under construction because it's Somehow I had like a million spammers get in and I'm trying to get all my spammers out. But the p- pouch reset is you can shrink your stomach back down, which will help you get back on track to lose the weight again. But like I said, though, I mean, it's one of those things. If you don't put in the work, just like with anything, you still have to, even after having it, it's a help. It's something to get you started. But once again, it's not an easy way out. You made a decision to fix your life. You made the best decision for you that's not it's not it's not taking an easy way out it's making the best decision for you and i really hate when people suddenly take that oh you you know you're no one's living your life no one's in your shoes no one was where you were at nobody had the life that you did to make that choice you made the best choice for you and And that's what's amazing and, you know, the one, I get asked this question a lot, and it's a question I ask myself every day. If I knew what I knew now about health and nutrition, if I had found OCR and more heart than scars and Joey and his constant, you know, like wealth of information in his brain about health and nutrition. He's amazing. Would I have needed gastric bypass? I don't know. Mm. But I can tell you as a person who couldn't walk to do cardio to help me lose weight, I don't, uh, a part of me doesn't think I would have been able to. But, but also, I wish I could have tried with what the info I knew now. Yeah. But the other thing to think about too, would you have ever met Joey? Would you have ever met any of these people? Would you have that have ever happened? Exactly. If you didn't have the gastric bypass, because you never would have been able to get off the couch. Like you said, walking an hour shopping for groceries. And later that evening, because of that, you you, you couldn't walk to the bathroom. You made so, the best decision for you that made sense for you. Yep. And I and I do not have regrets on it. I don't. There are times where I'm like, maybe I wish I could have done it differently because of the struggles I face on course. But then 
like my husband just said the same thing or he said before but you wouldn't be on course if you yeah. didn't have gastro bypass he was like so i mean it's like it's, like it's a catch-22 yeah. he's like so don't don't think like that he's like you made the best choice and i'm like yeah you're right i know i know this is the advice i give people in my own support group yeah. <laughs> you and made the, the choice for you you did you made the best choice for you and the thing that now is that choice is done it's over with you have you have the knowledge that you have now how do you continue to move forward exactly and that's and that's part of racing i think racing helps me stay healthy it helps me stay on my game i think that if i were to quit racing then i would slide back into that eating disorder because i'd be so afraid to gain weight Mm -hmm. that i would go the opposite way start starving myself whereas i love building muscle i love powerlifting just as much as I love racing. And if I quit racing, I'll lose any and all reason I feel I have to lift weights. Because that was the whole thing with lifting weights is being so short, I'm 4'10". Let me tell you, doing monkey bars at 4'10", or twister, or beater, I rely on my back and my triceps to get me through those and my caps to make up for that wingspan. And if I'm not racing, I don't have a reason to be you know, physically strong. I don't have a reason to keep lifting that barbell. So then I'm going to stop wanting to eat to do it. So, I mean, racing gave me my life back in more ways than I think I could ever cover. Gasher Bypass gave me my identity back from so many things. And Spartan Races gave me my identity back from a million times more. But Spartan Race did also, it can't give me the physical confidence that I do not have. I have no confidence whatsoever. I have body dysmorphia and I'm working on it. But what it does give me mental confidence inner confidence through the roof to the point to where i bullied a lawyer not that long ago actually yesterday won a case and i'm not even a lawyer and the judge side with me because he tried to sign with a spartan woman and it didn't go well and so now we won the case that's awesome and that's what spartan has done and that's what bariatrics has done yeah and it's one of those that body dysmorphia is horrible i mean it's one of the things when i lost the weight i kept telling everyone I'm fat, I'm still fat. And my wife's looking at me going, you've gone from 290 to 180. Exactly. And I'm like, I'm still fat. And then she finally, what finally did it was she basically took two pictures. One of me, you know, at like the Spartan race I did before I started losing the weight. And then one of me like then, and she's like, look at these side by side. And I'm like, oh, damn. Because every That's time I me? look in the, yeah. Like every time I look in the mirror, I still see, and even now I still see the 290 pound fat dude standing there, you know, That's what not, I see. yeah, not this, but not, not you, but with me. Yes, I know what you mean that you see you in the, in that body dysmorphia is tough. And so then all of a sudden when you go to eat, you know, I want to beat myself up every time I, I, you know, I, I break down and have a, a sugar because I just want that sugar and I break, I, I beat myself up for it, even in a race where I know I want that sugar because I need that little bit of boost. Yeah. And it, it's still, it's tough. And I mean, I, I applaud everything you've done. I mean, you, Thank you. you took the choice for you. And it's like one of my good friends, Jesse always says, always forward. Yes. And it's, and it's not just me. It's like, I applaud you to lose that weight and keep going and to do races before losing the weight. That is, to me, that is insane. It's like, I would have never thought to race overweight. And uh, we had a member, a new member of our team. She, um, she's struggling the scale. And I saw her at the 15K and I was with her and I grabbed her towards the end. I'm like, I just want to hug you. And she's like, why? And I hugged her and I said, because I wish I could have had the courage that you have. 
I would have never felt brave or confident enough to set foot on course overweight or battling the scale. And to me, anybody who sets foot on course while they're battling that scale, they might look at me or anybody go, and I'm not, and I'm not going to do good. You know what? The fact that you're out there to me mm-hmm. says more than the person who is ripped with a six pack and can deadlift 250, 300 pounds. I don't care. You being there says more to me than them being there. I'm not diminishing or downplaying their achievements whatsoever, but because I've been there, mm-hmm. there's a special place in my heart. Yeah. And See, so I, it's I like, have the same thought as you because I've been there and I, I have it. And for me, it was one of those, I started before I got big. Yeah. So it was kind of one of those things because of like my foot injury and a couple other things, I gained a bunch of weight, but I'd already started doing the Spartans. So yeah. I had that, I, I had my, it wasn't Joey and them, but I had my Joey and them. It was just different people who were like, yeah. come on, you can still do this and kept me going until I finally hit that point where, I mean, the last race before I decided to lose, finally just do something to lose the weight, the weight I dislocated my shoulder four times. Mm because of hanging obstacles. I was so big that my arm, my shoulder just couldn't even hold my own weight. Yeah. And I dislocated my shoulder four times. I'm so sorry to hear that. But I hate that for you. But I kept doing it and it was my, yeah. you know, I, I did it to myself. And that's one thing I let my, I let my injury choose my life. And finally, at that point, it was one of those, I had to have that heart to heart where I hit a really bad mental place. Well, yeah. either I'm quitting and I'm done, or I can't do these races anymore, or I have to do something. Yeah. And then COVID hit and everything shut down anyway. Yeah. And then I just started running on my own, doing my own thing. Dawn with Boggs was with me on a, in the beginning with some of it. Yeah. And then just started running by myself, just out doing this. And the next thing I know, I'm running every day. Yeah. And I'm just running constantly. And now, you know, and then all of a sudden I dropped all the weight and then Spartan came back and I'm like, I'm going to run a competitive race. And everyone's looking at me like, what? And then they see me and they're like, oh, I get it. <laughs> I see it now. It is, you know, yeah. one of my favorite Spartan pictures, one on me on the monkey bars and I'm wearing, I've got, I think it might have the, well, I have two of them. One of them I'm wearing the more heart than scars jersey. The other I'm wearing beast net. And you can see like just yeah. skinny. And it's like, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've been on both. And like, right. I said, now I've gained some back, but a lot of it too yeah. is training for triathlons now. So it's a lot more swimming. So I'm gaining a bunch of muscle in my arms and chest. And, you know, so it's kind of a, I'm not eating quite right for what I'm doing. And I'm trying to figure that out, but. I have my boats for, I'm like, I know this week I've been kind of up and down with my eating. Like, I'm eating a lot, but sometimes it's like, it's I did not need to have that cookie. We're not going to talk about that cookie. That cookie was so good. It was so worth it because I love a snickerdoodles. Uh, but it's also for me, it's least moderation. And it's, it's something I talk about in my bariatric support group. Um, no food shaming. No food no. Nazis are allowed in my support group. I founded my support group before I even had surgery because somebody was getting bullied in another group. And so I'm very big on positivity and no body shaming. We talk about eating, uh, of course, obviously a lot, but the moderation, like, you know, bariatric surgery, you're not supposed to ever indulge. It's a sin. It's bad. Fire and brimstone. You're going to bariatric hell. And I'm like, you know what? It's a weekend. You want to have a donut? Know your body. I just hope it don't. I mean, I do hope it doesn't make you sick because that can make a bariatric person sick. But you want to splurge, splurge. It's all, to me, it's just moderation. And for some people, they need that splurge. Yeah. For me, if I indulge too much, um, I will gain weight because bariatric surgery did not cure my sweet tooth. 
and I got a nasty one, a nasty sweet one, but a nasty one. See, I found what cured my sweet tooth. I mean, I still have one big time. Yeah. But what kind of curbs mine? Pineapple. I'm allergic to all citrus. I'm sorry. My wife has that problem too, but yeah, she just can't get <gasps> anything. So so I'm not alone in that weird allergy. Yes. No. So every yes. once in a while, she'll like, she just has to, and she'll eat like something. And she's like, I have a canker. So I'm like, what'd you eat? She's like, I had pineapple. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I love, I love, I'll get pineapple by like the, the, the pound basically. Yeah. That's my snack. And everyone's like, why? And I'm like, cause it's still, I mean, there's sugar, it's sweet, but it's not, it's not a Snickers bar. Yeah, exactly. My thing is plums, which are not always in season. Uh, plum is candy for me. One problem I have with plums is they, they do what they're supposed to and they make things work out too well sometimes. So Yeah. But, but I haven't tried it now that I'm smaller. Now that I'm smaller, I found that I don't have that problem as much anymore where I eat certain I things and it's like all of a sudden the gates just open, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah, but, I don't think plums affect me that way. They each their own different people, yeah. but I don't know. It's just plums and strawberries and grapes and a couple of apples because I have too many food allergies. Yeah. It was like, well, try banana. I'm allergic. Try an orange. I'm allergic. Try this. I'm allergic. <laughs> what be, can you, know, you have? Nothing. Yeah, it's got to be tough to get through all that. Mm-hmm. But we should probably wrap this up. Don gets mad at me when I go over an hour, and I'm pretty sure we've done that already. So, he's yeah, my, but... my first podcast, they, they did two hours, but uh, it was audio. Hey. She got it down to 47 minutes of editing. Yeah, we, we, we can do another one and get more time. Oh. So. No, it's, it's amazing fine. talking to you. I mean, it's one of those things. No, I mean, I would definitely want to talk to you again because uh, I really like getting that, yeah, getting the, the knowledge out there that people don't have and the, the awareness of, you know, bypass. Well, um, I want, I just want bariatrics to bariatric. understand yes. that if you, you can do this too, you know, I don't know how many bariatric people out there might have the doctor I did or when someone who goes, you can do a sprint. I mean, it's good in a way that he's saying, yes, you can do this, but you're also saying what I can't do. Yeah. And I don't like, don't tell somebody what they can't do because the wrong person is going to think, well, shit, or sorry, oh, I can't. I lost the bet. I cussed. (laughs) There was a bet going that I couldn't go a whole time without cussing. So, (laughs) but they'll, 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 it'll stick in their heads that they can't do it. So they won't even try. A person like me, who's always been told no, that just didn't sit well. You know, I made a choice and after bariatric surgery, I was going to do my Spartan. I had to earn my Spartan. The, the thing I had to do before I did my first Spartan was get my high school diploma. And I did. I would not allow myself to set foot on Spartan course till I had that high school diploma. Awesome. And, I, and I did that. And so I just, it does make me slightly sad to not find many room and why out there because I fear that they think they can't do it. They don't know how to eat. Yeah. But I'm here to tell you, I still don't know completely how to eat because I message Joey all the time. Can I eat this? Can I eat that? You know, I'm always, but you can still come to me and I can share what he has taught me. I can share with you as I do my bariatric support group. I just, I don't like them being told or me or anybody, bariatric, you can't do something because you're missing half your stomach or you had a sleeve fitting around your stomach because we can't. Why, why can't we? How many times have we seen Oscar Mike? Moral Heart or Operation Enduring Warrior with an adaptive athlete on course. He was defied the odds way more than we ever could. We've been told we'll never walk again. But yet we see adaptive athletes starting to walk on course when they were told they couldn't. So that all pulls into it. And 
I just want that out there, but I also want bariatrics to know that if you are in a bad place and you don't have a reason to wake up tomorrow, I promise you do. There's a suicide hotline. It is everywhere. And that, I think, awareness needs to be on because when I had bariatric surgery, they prepared me for everything. Didn't warn me about the suicidal ideation, and I wish they had. Wow. Yeah, and that's one of those things... And it's always frustrating how they point out the things you can't do, but don't prepare you for the things that they know are going to happen. I mean, it's one of those things, like you said, when you researched it, I mean, that five year mark goes from 10% to 30% for people that, you know, are, are taking their own lives and everything else. And it's, that's sad to know that the doctors didn't warn you about that, that, Hey, Oh, by the way, there is a, a jump at the five-year mark, maybe, you know, setting up a, a support group like you have or pushing, telling you that there's a support group or helping you do whatever. They're just like, Oh yeah, hopefully they don't do it. And they never say anything to you. I mean, too many people die from suicide every year. And when there, there's something like that, that they know that these a certain group of people are more likely to at a certain point maybe they should do something about it maybe they should talk about it and i mean i've lost too many friends to suicide um and i've been there my i've been there i've been you know some people know it some people probably don't know how recent it's been but i i've been on that that ledge and i'm I'm unfortunately not one of those people that's really good at talking about it when it happens. So I kind of do my own thing, but a lot of people that know me well enough, Boggs, those guys, they know me well enough that if all of a sudden I start, you know, shrinking back and stop talking, all of a sudden my Facebook posts disappear. You know, there's not as many, you don't see me as much on Facebook or social media and everything else. That means I'm hitting a, a dark place, you know, and we all have those dark places and we all need that support. So, we do. You know, I, I, something like I, you, if you need help, I'm always here. Just so you know. Thank you. I do. I do appreciate that. I do wish they had warned me because my bariatric doctor had, you know, knew all my metal, my medical health, mental and physical and knew that I'm a suicide survivor. Mm-hmm. The one scar I will not tattoo over. And yet there was no warning. Yeah. They'll warn you about alcohol and all this and all that. If you've been an alcoholic or a struggling alcoholic or you had an eating disorder, they go through all the things that bypass will make that worse yeah but they don't talk about how to make this worse and my personal opinion it boils down to the medication i am officially off of every single bariatric prescription that i was told i would never be off of and i have have not had the last one's been three months because i now take bromelaine and so i'm off i'm off the last prescription pill they said it would never happen bariatrics could never go without those pills and yet i am and that's amazing. And, and it, there is a lot of that where it comes into because I've had I've had issues in the past where I've had to take medication for, you know, m- mental issues. And I'm not on any. I'm not on any yeah. medications. I've dropped them all. I've changed my diet, everything else changed my, you know, and that worked for me. Does it work for everyone? No, I know there are people out there that do need, you know, the yes. medication, stuff like that. So don't think that I'm going, oh, quit all no. the and do do exercise. No, 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 no. It's worked for me. I found ways for it to work for me, but I still have those down, deep, dark moments where, you know, it's not healthy. It's not good. I mean, you know, it's kind of those that, yeah, we all have them. It's like, I don't like, you know, anxiety medicine for me. I don't like antidepressants for me. I do take an anxiety medicine to go to sleep. My doctor's like, it's the worst anxiety pill known to man. All it does is go make you go to bed. And I'm like, give me. Because I do deal with a lot of nightmares and uh, night terrors from PTSD. But 
that's just me. Jane down the road might really need that prescription to get her through a dark night. So no, I don't judge or hate anybody who takes it. I personally just don't want to. Yeah. And, and that's it. That's us personally. I mean, and, that, and I think that's the hardest thing sometimes when you tell someone that like, Hey, I've decided to, Oh, so you're going to judge me. No, 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 no. I'm not going to judge you. We're all different. We're all different people. We all have different ways of doing things. You know, it's like, you know, you, you know, you had the surgery. Yeah. You no, know, I didn't feel I was big enough that I needed it, you know? But I do know plenty of people that I have, and it's helped them immensely. Because like you said, you've met Joey, you've done all those things. And like we said, would you have done that without the surgery? The surgery got you off the couch and got you moving. Is there side effects that probably aren't amazing? Yes. You know, we've talked about those that do the thing, but it got you where you are. I mean, it helped mm-hmm. you. And that's the way to remember it. It's like, you know, and you can't go change that now. So now it's moving forward. How do I, how do you make yourself better? And that's, what's amazing is you keep thinking and keep going. You, you, you're never settled. Yeah. And that's, what's amazing while I'm talking to you. You, you, there's always, you, you talk about what you've gone through and what you've done, but you're also immediately like, and this is where I'm going next. And this is what I'm doing next. And there's constant, you know, growth. I try, I try, I, I just, and because it's also it's my son and my son has battled his own his own demons mm-hmm. um i don't you know i know on time but you know and talk a lot about my son i have i've detoxed my own son at 10 years old off medicine the doctors had overdosed my own my son at 10 on a lot of things he had a psychotic breakdown and he was trying to commit suicide at 10. so i detoxed my own child and that is the hard i no parent should have to detox her child especially yeah. that young but ever and um he's good now drives me nuts, back talks me, won't clean his room, won't take a shower. But I want to, I feel I have an example to set for him. Yeah. If, if mom quits, if mom quits going, then what's that say? Yeah. And that's not acceptable. I have two stepkids, same thing. Um, you know, what if I quit? And there have been times where, you know, my, my journey has inspired my own husband to get help about his own military PTSD. And that's been, that alone is amazing. Because I was, been, you know, been married to him two years. We've been together eight, and it wasn't until last fall that he really clued me, and he had PTSD. And you know, it was the racing. No. One day we'll get him out there. It won't be a Spartan. He's not a Spartan. Well, it's too much military presence for him. Yeah. So you know, yeah. maybe like a rugged maniac, tough mutter, savage, something like that would be easier. We'll get him out there one day and get him nice and nice. That'll be good. All right. Well, I should let you go. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely. I, I'm going to talk to Boggs and we're going to have to do another one. I think we, we, we need to get back on here and talk. We, we kind of got into it at the end there about the, the mental health and all that yeah. stuff and helping each other. Um, I think we should do another one to talk more yeah. about mental health. So me, me and Boggs have talked about, we, I want more mental health on here. I want to talk about more mental health because we don't get enough of it. No, we don't. And it's like, uh, we, you had talked about body dysmorphia. You're, I think probably the first person who nailed what I see every day in the mirror. You know, uh, I have recently started like posting pictures on Instagram of me in like a crop top and low rider jeans and I'm showing off my stomach and it's like, I'm like, yeah. But on the other hand, I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Cover up, cover up, cover up. Cause I'm still big. It's still in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to, to close out and maybe go into another segment about mental health, it's what I told the person in, in the bariatric podcast I did with body dysmorphia. 
you can have all the plastic surgery in the world to fix all the excess skin and tuck everything up. And you can lift all the weights and you built this beautiful sculpted body. But guess what? With body dysmorphia, it's never enough. Yeah, it's not. It's it won't erase see, it. That's why you see all these people that have, you know, the, the massive overly done, you know, uh, uh, surgeries where they have all of a sudden you're looking like, whoa, you've gone too far. Because yeah. even though no matter what they do, they still don't see perfection in the, the mirror. And I hate to say it. I don't think I ever will. I don't either. But I've just got to, we've got to become comfortable with who we are. And that's the hardest thing because, and partly I think for me, it's one of those, I was skinny in high school. Yeah, I was that I graduated high school 140 pounds, but I was not just skinny. I was, my legs were huge because I rode bikes constantly. I was always outside. I had an eight pack. I was like, yeah, jacked, you know, but then I stopped doing everything and I got big. And then now it's, you know, I can't stop seeing what I let myself become Yeah, you know, and not see what I've been able to do to make myself better. And that's the hardest part. But if yeah. we get into this, we're going to be here forever. And Don's going to really yell at me. So <laughs> well, you can always message me because I, I am here for you too. Oh yeah. And we, I definitely want to do another one with you. Cause I feel like being able to talk about the mental side of this and everything else, and also getting the word out there about, you know, people, how to get through after having the surgery, after making that decision and all the things that come with it, that they don't tell you about in the hospital. Yeah, it's like, what do you do now? So I definitely like to get more on that. So to help the people out there that, you know, are going through that. Right, so, thank you. It's been, it's been fun. And I do look forward to talking with you again. All right. Thank you. And we will talk again soon. All right. Thanks. All right, bye. bye. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook, like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. Yeah.